This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget for all your kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company for all your hard and soft bait needs. Go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Bass Thumbs Fishing Podcast, where we are constantly trying to keep our thumbs ripped up. Tonight, got a very, very special episode. Uh, got the Bass Nation Kayak Champion, uh, Mr. Mark Pendergraph, on the show tonight. Really excited to have him on. Uh, I was out there at the tournament as well. There was like 144, 145 anglers out there competing for the coveted nat- or coveted, coveted championship for bass. It was a really fun event, and Mark put up some insane numbers and had a great tournament, obviously, and ended up being the first winner of the event ever in history. So really excited to hear his story tonight. A uh, couple little things. By the time you guys hear this episode, uh, my new kayak will be completely rigged and done. Uh, cannot wait to show you guys my new rig for 2022. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty sick. Got two uh, Lawrence HDS Live 7s, got the Active Target, got the motor guide up front, and running the Bonafide P127. And I seriously cannot wait to show you guys. And it's going to be all powered by Dakota Lithium. So uh, first tournament's coming up soon, too, with the ABA Kayak Series out here at Lake Paris. Uh, if you guys haven't registered yet, you'll have a couple weeks from the time you guys hear this episode uh, to go ahead and get registered. So really exciting things happening out here in California. Kayak Fascination uh, is, is kicking off Lake Shasta. Um, so just really anxious to get the season started. But that's pretty much it. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, bring in uh, the PK Possum King 
right? Is that your nickname? Possum yeah, uh, <laughs> that that's the name I wound up with. Thanks to Shane Williams, he uh, dubbed me the Possum King, and it kind of stuck. Hey, man. Well, you definitely earned that for sure. Welcome to the show, man. Good to have you Thank here. You. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we ever officially met in person at the tournament, but I was out there with you guys, and it was just it was such a blast to be out there and be a part of that, especially being the first one. So I can't wait to hear, you know, kind of just walk through the day of like your, your, your tournament. Cause you definitely had the best one out of all of us. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it was simple. Um, free fishing. I had a good pattern um, running bluff walls with a crankbait. Um, day one. <clears throat> well, before, out- before, oh, before we get into it, Mark, go ahead and, Tell us a little bit about yourself. This show is mostly kind of Western region uh, driven, uh, but obviously just all kayak fishing. And you won pretty much like the most coveted title in kayak fishing. I would say it's, you know, arguably one of the most coveted titles. And I would, uh, it would be cool to kind of introduce yourself to the show. Just, you know, kind of say who you are and and maybe how old you are, what kayak you run and uh, just a little intro about yourself. All right. Um, Mark Pendergraf. Um I got into kayak fishing probably about six years ago now. Um, bought an inflatable, and that lasted all of a month. And I found myself in a wilderness commander shortly after that. Uh, ran a bunch of local trails, ended up qualifying for a couple KBF nationals. And then uh, when the big trail, Hobie, opened up all their open series, I started fishing those, and then started fishing bass as well. Um Kayaks, I've been with Old Town. This will be my third year coming up with them. Um, I started in the Predator, and then I've worked my way all the way to an Autopilot 136 now. Nice. Yeah, that's a sick boat. It's <clears throat> really sick. What kind of graphs do you run? What kind of electronics you got going on? Um, last year, I ran the Lowrance Hook 2 12-inch. This year, I'll be running Garmin 93 SVs. Um, just a basic unit right now with a, the brand-new transducer that they have out. Yeah. And uh, then here in about a month or two, we'll be adding the live scope to it and getting it all rigged up. Nice, nice. Okay, one one question I ask all my guests, uh, kind of hence the hence the name Bastum's Fishing. Mark, have you ever kind of looked at your maybe your wife or one of your buddies after a long day of fishing and kind of bragged about how ripped up your thumb is? I have, I have, <laughs> and uh, my wife didn't really care. <laughs> so, she's like that's great uh the artist mode i was like all right <laughs> have you ever made your thumbs bleed um i have i have um there was a time at lake welsh i went out and caught about 50 fish and like it was starting to hurt to hold them and it took like a week for the thumb to heal yeah. um it was pretty shredded after pk as well so are your thumbs ripped like the whole entire year pretty much like do you just keep them ripped Pretty much. Once season starts, I don't really stop fishing. Um, yeah. So my thumb's always pretty sore. I got little cuts and bruises in it all the time. So, especially after the PK event, your your palm was probably ripped, huh? Yeah, I had it all the way down to the bottom part of my thumb down there on some oh, of those dude, fish. That's the best. That's the best. When it goes into the the palm area, you know, you know, you probably won the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you can fit your whole hand in a fish's mouth every time, yeah. it's, it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. I kind of, I kind of start that off every time I start the show to kind of break the ice and kind of talk about that because that's something that's kind of, you know, helped me on my social media, kind of promoting like the whole Bass Thumbs 
uh i don't know like the whole bass thumbs look and feel and it just relates to everyone that bass fishes because that's except part for of the bass guys fishing. that wear gloves they they don't understand what it's like <laughs> yeah. you know what's funny is i actually wear gloves but oh. i have i have them i have them like half on my thumb because i gotta like rip it up for sure but understandable i cut it but i use fish monkey gloves because i i hold the fish like i hold I, I put a death grip on the fish when i take a picture okay so, <laughs> i feel like it helps me a little bit but no but um so let's uh okay let's kind of go into your you know your your massive i would say massive victory that you had last year uh how did you qualify first let's start about how, like how, how did you qualify for the event uh qualified for the championship by way of wisconsin uh, lacrosse wisconsin placed 11th in that event up there oh okay Sweet. yeah that was that was a crazy trip that time um up and down it's the tournament all within four days wow so, yeah so wait so was it a bass nation or was it part of the circuit it was part of the open series oh, yeah i don't i don't fish event. the bat i don't fish the bass nation events the state oh, okay. level events okay. there's just too much travel on the national events and then i got our north texas club that i try and fish as frequently as possible to yeah. support Duke Tran and them. Yeah, that was the next question I had, like I was gonna ask you. Like, what part of Texas are you from, or where you? What city? Fort Worth. Fort Worth, man, mm -hmm. dude. We when we were out there, when I was out there for the tournament, um, my wife and I we stayed in we stayed in Fort Worth and we stayed at a hotel downtown. And do we went to a piano bar, bro? It was yeah, so Pete's, fun. We had yeah, Pete's Piano Bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's dude, awesome. we we just had an absolute blast, bro. Like the city of Fort Worth, like downtown, just the whole city thing is just like it just blew me away and it blew my wife like my wife's mind too because when she thought of texas because we're from california so when she thought of texas she thought of like open plains and freaking you know <laughs> texas but we just had an absolute blast dude you guys you guys do it right out there for sure no doubt we, we try our best we try our best yeah. I mean, we got to hitch up our horses at the house and drive our cars every once in a while but <laughs> yeah i mean the food the city life everything was just so fun dude so I mean, hats off to the city of Fort Worth, no doubt. Uh, so let's talk about, okay, so that's how you qualified. So now, man, I just remember being out there. Let's talk about your practice, okay? Uh, how was your practice at PK? Wait, actually, uh, sorry, Mark. I'm kind of all good. over the place. Okay. One thing I wanted to ask you, when the tournament was at Louisville, what were your thoughts about Louisville? How did you feel about going to Louisville at first? Because then they threw us the curveball for PK. Uh, Louisville, I was not thrilled about it all. I would have been happy just to make it out of that tournament alive on that lake. I heard it. I heard it's pretty tough there. It's like, pretty really dicey tough. in the summer. Um, yeah. there's a lot, a lot of pleasure boaters out there and most of them are drunk and they just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I, I was looking at it and it, it definitely seemed tough, but it seemed like, <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of heard the same thing about PK at first too. Like I heard PK was kind of like going to be tough, and then it definitely looked like. I mean, it was definitely <laughs> the fishing was pretty dang good there. I, it it was a real weird experience at PK for that one. It was definitely interesting to say the least. So how many times before, you know, then they announced to go to Possum Kingdom. So how do you feel about that? I like Possum Kingdom. Um, it I, it's still not obviously, my number one lake. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot more than I used to. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, I like Possum Kingdom. Um, I've always done real well there in pre-fish, and then it's always let me down on tournament day was my previous pass with it. So I was excited, and 
nervous about it at the same time when they switched it to Possum Kingdom. So I, I don't know if you said this or not, but how many times have you been there before before that event? Um, I fished three tournaments there, and I probably pre-fished it six, seven times over the last six years. So, so how did you do previously? Like, it sounds like you really didn't do. Like, I've, as- I've in pre-fishing, I've done great, and then on tournament day, I can't catch a fish to save my life. <laughs> um, one of the first experiences I had there is I had a great section picked out, and uh, I get over to my spot, and I'm sharing the water with Guillermo. And he just whistles and fish jump in his boat. So I, I didn't stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so heading in, heading, I mean, in your practice day at, at PK, how, how did it go? Uh, practice was good. Um, I had found fish in every location that I'd hit. Um, but I found the quality that I was looking for in the last, on the last day on a split decision to go check somewhere. Were you able to uh, practice the whole, like, I think it was like three days that we had? Yeah, I was able to practice all three days. Um, I'm lucky enough to only live about an hour and a half away, so. Oh, okay, that's nice. Did you, yeah, did you, did you commute back and forth, or did you just stay somewhere? No. Um, cool story about that is I was going to tent camp for this event, just to make it a little bit more affordable. Bro, it was freaking gnarly hot out there, bro. So, it, it was, but... I had my tent and I had a canopy and I was fine because I'm never in the tent. Like I'd yeah, go yeah. to the campground to shower for sure. And then I would probably leave. Well, the first night I was there, that giant storm rolled in that morning yeah. and it just mangled my canopy, soaked my tent, broke all the tent <laughs> poles. Like it woke me up when my canopy landed on top of me. Dude, and that storm so, was insane. <laughs> I got up and went and got the truck and, uh, just I drug the tent and the canopy down the road and just threw it in the dumpster. And I called my wife. I was like, hey, I'm just going to go get an Airbnb. And at this time, there weren't really any. So I ended up paying yeah. a fortune for one. Oh, man. But the guy was really nice. He let me come over first thing in the morning instead of having to wait till three so I could get all my stuff in. And uh, it was it was a great little cabin right there in Gradford. Wow. That's great. I know. I kind of forgot about that. It was like... It was like the second day of practice, right? It was just insanely like the storm was just nuts. Yeah, yeah. I got out there. It was the second day of practice, and that that morning the storm rolled in on us. Did you even go out? Uh, I did. I did. I got out later that day. <laughs> got out later that day. Um, ended up just staying close to the cabin over there. It was over by uh, Costello yeah. Island. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was I, like just based off of my own like timeline, because I had like a twenty. It was like a 23 hour drive from California. And yeah, so my, my timeline of like going to this tournament, I was able to just have one day of practice and I drove the 20, 23 hours in, in like pretty much one day. I didn't stop. Oh my. And, uh, well I needed to get there, dude. I wanted to have at least one day of practice, you know? Yeah. So I got there and, uh, I remember on my way out, I was staying with Gene fluke master and, greg blanchard and jason barofka and i call him up and i'm like haha you guys can't go out today (laughs) because i was like driving in and i was like everyone can't practice today so i'm not missing too much you know but uh yeah then the next day we were able to go out and practice so how did your how did the day before how did you feel the day before the event the day before the event i felt good um i thought i had a solid pattern enough to get me in the top 30 and cash a check that was my main goal so I was kind of holding, I was kind of holding this back a little bit because we're kind of about to get right into it. But 
so for those of you that don't know the story about Mark and this event, especially he literally didn't even travel. Can I say a hundred feet from the ramp? Yeah. About a hundred feet, 25 yards, something like that. So did you find that spot in practice? So that spot, uh, it holds fish year round. Uh-huh. Um, they're pretty hard to catch sometimes. Is it cool uh, if you explain kind of like what it, it what it is, or, or do you not want to give it away? No, everybody knows where okay. I was. It's fine. I okay. find people there all the time now. Yeah, um, it's, the, <laughs> it's the Bluffs Marina boat ramp. Um, yeah. That marina, it just it it holds fish year round. Um, there's a lot of carp in the area, so when you're graphing, you, you don't know what you're actually getting into. Yeah, um, it could be a big school of carp, which you could pretty see see them pretty well on the finder. Yeah. Or it's going to be a little handful of big bass in there. So is it a is it a ramp with riprap or is it just a ramp? It's a retaining wall with a ramp. Rains. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you so day one, you knew. Did you know that you were just gonna? Did you juke anyone out or did you just stop right away? Or did no, anyone I, launch with you? I I didn't have. I didn't plan on fishing the boat ramp at all. Okay. Um, I was on a whole different pattern. Um. That was kind of like a Hail Mary last resort. I'm going to lose anyways type thing. So right when there. Did you, oh, yeah. You got to the boat ramp late, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I had been fishing bluff walls. Um, yeah. And I had found a consistent pattern. And tournament day, the, the size of fish yeah. just wasn't there anymore. And I only had four by like 12 o'clock. Yeah. So I headed, headed back to the boat ramp at that point. And you get back to the boat ramp and you fire a, you were firing like a deep diver? Yeah, I was I was dredging a crankbait. Uh, first cast caught like a seven pound striper. Uh, the next cast I caught a sand bass. I think I caught another sand bass right after that. And at this point, I'm just completely oh, that's, defeated. That's fun. Well, yeah. it still probably like picked you up a little bit. It did, and I was like, you know, if, if I'm gonna hook fish for the last thirty minutes of a tournament, I mean, I might as well do it with these. I had. I mean, Bro, I, was, I didn't realize it was the last 30 minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. This all happened. One, in the, how many inches did you have when you showed up to the ramp with four fish? How many inches? Uh, I think I had like 58 inches on four fish. <clears throat> oh, my gosh, bro. Yeah. Okay, it, so you pull up to the boat ramp, you catch a few fish, and then you throw back out, you throw it back out there, and then what was your first good one? Uh, first good one was 19 and a half. And then and same, was, same spot as you caught the other ones. No, it was actually I caught the striper and the sand bass on the right side of the boat ramp, and I caught all the black bass on the left side of the boat ramp. Wow! So in thirty minutes, you caught like ninety-seven inches or whatever. 98 it was inches. not ninety, ninety-seven. Yeah, ninety-seven inches day one. I think. Yeah, I had it pulled up earlier. So ninety-seven inches. I remember. I remember my first. My first like three casts of the event, I caught a nineteen seven five on a chatterbait, and I was freaking fired up, dude. And then I ended up scratching out a limit day one. But I remember like the first two hours, I think it was, and I looked at the leaderboard and I see Joe Milkelroy. He had like 107 or something like that. And I was yeah, like, he, Are you serious? 107 is like insane. And don't say day two yet. I don't want to talk about day two yet. Okay. But 107, I was just like, Are you serious? And then I see, uh, I think someone else had a hundred too, like Drew Gregory or someone. Yeah, it was Drew Gregory. Yeah, and then you were there with like ninety-seven, and then I think there was I was like a couple fourth. guys. Yeah, a couple guys were there. Yeah, ninety-seven in his fourth place. PK yeah. was just like absolutely it, putting out for sure. It was spitting big fish. 
So you caught 97 inches in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Tell me how that felt, dude. Uh, life changing. It was um, just it was just one after another. It was just one after another. <laughs> um, it was crazy. Uh, Justin Faircloth was over there. Um, yeah. He saw the whole thing. There's a young kid that piddles around the marina right there. He works part time, helps out of there. But he literally just sat at the end of a walkway and watched me for 30 minutes. He's like, I've never seen anything like that. I was like, I haven't either, kid. Oh, my gosh, bro. So you bag 97 inches. You're your fourth place. You get out of the water and you're getting ready for day two. Obviously, going back to the boat ramp. What do you, what do you, what's going on in your head? Like, how do you feel? How'd you feel? Oh, I felt pumped. I was like, man, I'm in fourth place. I have a chance at top 10 now. Yeah. And I, was, and I knew I was pretty much going to hit the boat ramp yeah. just to see. Yeah. And if it didn't work, I was going to revert back to my original pattern. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't do a lot of retying or replanning or I pretty much ran <laughs> to the cabin. Uh, I think I showered. Made sure you had all your crankbaits. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> made sure I had some divers. I actually called the local tackle shop. He was closed. Dude, that was such a pain, bro. I lost all my chatterbaits and there's like nothing around there. No, there's <laughs> one in Gradford and he was closed and I called. Yeah. He's yeah. like, hey, man, um, I'll be there. I've got work that we're doing on our other business over there. He goes, I'll grab some, and you can come in and get them. I was like, sweet. I appreciate nice. it. Nice. So I did that. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, dude, I, I remember trying to scramble because I was on, like, a black and blue-green pumpkin chatterbait bite, and I only bought three of them, and I was throwing it in the buck brush, and I lost all three of them, dude. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, um, so going into day two, you get there. Or no, what what? After day one, did did anyone reach out to you? Did Bass reach out to you? Your friends were probably blowing you up. Like how did how did how did that night go? Um, I had to go back to the community center and talk with Old yeah. Town. They want to do a little day one recap interview. So, uh, Bass told me they're sending the camera boat. Uh, Old Town was coming with their own camera boat, and uh, had friends and family will reach out. They're like, "Hey man, go get it tomorrow and whatnot." And, Pretty much, I did everything I could to take my mind off of fishing, which I typically yeah. do at tournaments anyways. Um, and yeah. I just went out and met my boys at the bar, and we hung out till about 1 in the morning, <laughs> went to bed, and got after it the next day. All right, so you you uh, you launch your kayak day two. Do you, uh, did, are, are people with you too? Is there a bunch of people there? Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. There's about five or six guys um, there was Daniel Lyons from up in Tennessee. Uh, Justin Faircloth was there, and a couple uh -huh. other guys that I didn't know. But yeah, they're they're all just sitting there waiting. 
and were you able like did you just pull out and stop or did you juke him out a little bit or what no no um daniel had caught a fish off the boat ramp earlier that day before i did so uh -huh. i chatted with him with okay, man just want to let you know i'm not going anywhere i'm gonna fish the boat ramp he goes don't worry don't worry about it i've got a pattern that i've got out here i was like cool I was like, if you want to share water, because I know you caught a fish here yesterday, I don't, I don't mind. But he had okay. his own thing he was going to go do. Okay, so I, I look, I did my homework a little bit because I, I tried to before, before shows. Your first fish <laughs> was a twenty-four incher. Uh huh. Like first thing, like first thing, was it like, was it, it was like, like fifth it was my cast? Second, or, second or third cast? <laughs> bro what, what what were you thinking that's a two-footer that's I a 24-inch fish guys yeah. are you listening 24 inches on day two just right out of the gate man he was a little over nine pounds oh my gosh dude yeah it was, so a, it was a big fish you throw out there you hook that thing I, I i got you got to tell me the story of that fish bro like just tell me when you hook it and how it fought and everything just just go ahead bro uh i cast it out the crankbait and i was running it down and I mean, not just that fish, all fish, but they, it was like setting hooks in the bags of concrete. Like they were just trucking that crankbait and they just like put on the brakes as soon as you set the hook. And, oh my uh, gosh, dude. It was nuts. I hit him. He jumped. I saw him. I started freaking out because I knew it was huge. I finally got him to the boat and I probably shook for another good two hours after that, just after that one fish. Oh, yeah. No doubt. So did he have all the troubles in him or did he have one in him or was there any more drama? No, no, it was, I mean, these, I think I only lost one that jumped and spit the hooks. They stayed hooked pretty well. Wow. That's crazy. So let's kind of, let's kind of stop for one second really quick. Okay. And uh, let's talk about your crankbait setup. What What's your setup that you run? Um, so I don't typically throw big crankbaits, so I was throwing it on a heavy rod with about uh 12 pound fluorocarbon on a uh, I think it was a 681 reel. So, how deep were you? How deep was it diving? How, how, what was your depth? Um, I would start it at two and it'd run to up, down to about 11, but it's, it's oh, okay, a, yeah, it, it's made to go to about 20 feet. Yeah, is it one of your excite? crankbaits it, it, different? it was not unfortunately um it was a strike king 6xd because i think i think they they just kind of recently came out with a deep diver right they do um it's not a, a deep diver it's a medium diver um oh, okay i've actually got them yeah it's an xb there we go yeah that's it right there no man, I'm a I, I caught I caught a few of my fish on the on the XB one uh like the louder crank, the square bill. Yeah, the one that um, has the knocker in it. Yeah, the knocker. Dude, I throw that I love throwing that bait, dude. I that's that's probably like that's probably my number one square bill for sure. Yeah, definitely. I it, yeah. it's a phenomenal <laughs> I mean, as far as square shallow dive and square bills go, it is oh, yeah. top of the line. It runs great. It makes noise. The silent versions work just as well. So yeah, I remember. I remember when they when they first released that it was going to PK. I really, I really try to do as much homework as I can because I know that I can't get a lot of practice in. Mm -hmm. And I went to Matt Scotch's Instagram and I started just like diving into his Instagram, and I found a post like probably a year and a half before that, 
Mm-hmm. And he and he talked about the XB1 square bill back at Possum Kingdom like 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 a while like a year and a half before that. So I was like, I was messaging him on the side a little bit too, and we talked at that dinner that we had before day one, and okay. I was giving him a hard time about. I know that XB1 works here, bro. Like, <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's what Brad Case was throwing. He found one tied up on the bank and cut it cut it free and used it for the tournament. But uh, no he was way. throwing a little square bill as well. Yeah, another one that was kind of doing well though because the water was like super dirty. So I mean that that knocker was definitely mm-hmm. was definitely a plus for sure. I mean when guys when I talk dirty, this water was like there was, like, was no mud. I would say no visibility. Yeah, no, no it was visibility. Mud. Yeah, and uh, like you if you found cleaner water, like cleaner meaning like you could see six inches. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, made on the water from first day of practice to last day of practice. You got to see that mud line move the entire lake all the way to the dam. I mean, I've being out from California, I've never experienced anything like that before, and it was so fun, dude. That's why you know the jackhammer. I was just like, this is a no brainer for me because that's like my confidence bait, and the XB one I was throwing. But I mean, and I was catching them flipping a, um, I was catching them flipping a D bomb too. Okay, hit the D bomb pretty good. But anyways, uh, so kind of going back. Okay, so you caught the 24-incher, and then it was just lights out from then on. Like, you had you had 112 inches by, like, 8 o'clock, right? Uh, 110. 110. 110. And I culled up a little <laughs> bit after 8. Okay. I, I Again, I remember looking at the leaderboard <laughs> at, like, 7.30, and now all of a sudden Mark has like 110 inches and I was just like, oh my gosh, this place is insane. <laughs> that, that is literally like a legendary bag. Like literally. Like it, yeah. How did you feel after you after you put your fifth fish in and it showed 110? Uh at that point, I didn't know what else to do. I still had <laughs> seven hours of fishing. And I I didn't want to leave the boat room because I didn't want anybody else to come up on it just in case I could call. For sure. So did you, did you, did you move or did you make the same cast for 110 inches? I made the same cast for 110 inches. (laughs) Same spot. Um, I actually bird nested the reel I was using to a point. I couldn't get it out and had to cut it off and just switch reels on the fly. And luckily, I had another reel in the boat that had 12-pound fluoro on it, but it was one of my old, old, old reels, and I put, I, I killed it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I wish I had the picture because they got some epic pictures of you out there on the water, and uh, I should have I had that homework done already. But, dude, that was so sick, man. I mean, dude, hats off, bro. Like, I can't, I can't even imagine – uh, you got to definitely live the dream out on the water for sure, especially having like your sponsor had a have film boat on you and bass was there, and then you're just catching 112 inches. And like, I mean, I can't even imagine, bro. Like, congratulations, that's something you'll never forget for the rest of your life. Like, no doubt. No, I'll, I'll never forget it. And if I did, my son would remind me of it, so it's all right. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to get into that as well because I that's something that kind of hit me too, but. Uh, so when you when you got off the water after your whole day, okay, you caught them all on a crank, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all on a crank. So 
one after another all in the crank you get out of the water you caught 112 inches did you think you had it in the bag uh no i yeah. i honestly i didn't think i had it um i knew it was going to be extremely close i knew what joe had to catch to beat me what what did he what did he catch on day two do you remember i, I believe it was 103 up. yeah so he had 107 yeah and then he had 103 inch day and then he had 103 wait wow no because that would have been two of them. yeah that's right is that what it was or 102 somewhere in there i can't remember what he had so yeah but it was 103 102 somewhere in there yeah so then after you get off the water uh obviously how long until like Dwayne called you and said hey like or did it wasn't it didn't they have to wait a day did you have to wait a whole day yeah we had to wait a whole day um he called and did me you hear anything that that night about whether i was gonna win or not or just whether you were top 10 or not. <laughs> so, yeah, they called the top 10 back that day uh, to do like a little round table. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah so we did that. Um, and so I knew I was in the top 10. I just I didn't know if I had won. Um, that night, um, I went to dinner with uh, Ryan Lambert, Josh Evans, Dylan Lowry. And Lambert was with Joe during all that. He goes, dude, I don't know. He goes, because <laughs> he, he didn't lie. Uh, yeah. He said Joe was using a notepad to keep track of his fish and like mark them out. He goes, I don't know. He goes, it's going to be super close. He goes, I really don't know. I was wow. like, so we went out that night and then showed up the expo the next day. Yep. And I was, I was there. Uh, so let's, let's kind of go into the, into that day. So I, I went to the expo as well. I was hanging out with, um, you know, the guys from one objective, Josh and James, and yeah. then I was hanging out at the cash in booth as well. And then I was able to get in. I was able to get into the ceremony with with uh, um, Billy Billy Hayden from Cashin. Okay. He's there. He's like their main like marketing, you know, kind of photographer dude. Yeah. So like we literally because they weren't letting anyone in. It was like the weirdest thing ever. It was like the most stressful thing ever because I wanted it to was. see. Yeah, I wanted to see you guys. You know, I wanted to see you guys up there because we had Jason Barofka from our house. Yeah, he made it in the top ten, and I just was like, "Dude, I am in Texas. I am at the Expo. I want to see like these guys lift these trophies up. Like, I'm not gonna just like not see it. I'm right here." So, anyways, me and Billy were able to get in with his like, um, we were able to get in like through the back door with his. I'm drawing a blank on what it is like photography tag. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. So we got in there and. Okay, so I'm in there, but now let's talk about like what ex what was the experience like having like that backstage feel? Did you meet anyone? Did you see anyone? Like, did you see any pros or anything? Or how did that how did that all go for you? Uh, day two, uh, uh, the second day after they had presented my trophy is when I got to meet all the pros and get, I went backstage and shook all their hands, said hi, took pictures with them. Um, Wait, let's let's hold on. So let's talk about before you won. Like, okay. what were you experiencing then? Like, did they take you into a room, or did they? So where, where did they have you guys? They just had us right there backstage behind the curtain to because we'd have to walk all the way out because the stage was in the middle of the arena. Yeah. So they just had us hang out back there until it was time. Um, 
And were you just tri- dude? Were you like tripping out? You're about to be on like this stage with like at the Bassmasters Classic. I was, I was, I was a mess. Uh, <laughs> I was mic'd up for Old Town, and uh, so I, I was trying to watch what I was doing or saying. But yeah, it was it was definitely an experience being back there. The bass people are coming up, talking to us, telling us what we're going to have to do, the order, how we go up on stage, where we stand, have it all rehearsed and ready to go, so somebody didn't Gosh. just fall off the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they bring you guys on stage, and they're announcing ten. They they had top ten, right? Yeah, top ten. Okay, so I remember Casey Reed took tenth, and then they just kept going up from there. And you're like. I, I I watched the whole thing personally, yeah. so it was sick. So I remember just seeing they go down to like three guys, and then I think it was like Brad Case, right? Brad and Case then, got third. Yeah, and then and then it, and then it came down when they announced Brad Case, and it's just you and Joe. Like, tell me what you're what you're feeling right then. Like, um, that man, I I, I don't know really if I can put it into words. Yeah, um, I was just super excited to be there to have the opportunity to stand up there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I was beside myself in my mind. Yeah. So and then I think I if I remember this right, they announced Joe first, right? They did. They announced yeah. second place and yeah. then that told me I was the winner. Okay, so they they announced Joe and you you just won the first ever Bass Nation kayak championship. <laughs> I cried. Yeah. A lot for sure. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. And they give you that trophy and you hold it up and it's just like, you're literally at the pinnacle, like arguably, dude, like there's KBF National Championship, there's Hobie, uh, BOS, you know, TOC, but Bass is like what we all watched growing up, mm-hmm. something that we've we've literally dreamed about being on the Elite Series and qualifying for the Classic and then being at that stage on our on our own level as kayak anglers at like this pinnacle moment and you raise like the first ever blue, uh, you know, really sick. Is the trophy with you right now or is it, it in the house? It's in the, uh, living room on the mantle. Okay. Uh, but anyways, like you, you lift that thing up, dude. And like, just maybe just talk a little bit about it. <laughs> like, what does it feel like? It, there, it, um, I, I've won a trophy and some medals and stuff, but what in a bass trophy, especially a bass championship trophy, was second to none um i it i I considered retiring after that tournament (laughs) seriously just so i didn't catch any more l's afterwards but yeah 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 um, yeah. it was it was an experience um like i said there's nothing in my fishing career that even comes close to it yeah i mean i i was just sitting there just watching you hoist it and i was just like just for me personally as a kayak angler i was like and i've seen like I said, I've seen KBF National Championships one. I've seen uh, the Hobie BOS Championship one. But there's just something about being on that stage in that moment. No matter how everyone kind of has a different opinion about like how it was put on and it was early and there was barely anyone in there. Besides that, like the the moment of just you hoisting the trophy in that stadium as a kayak angler is just like so awesome bro and just like i just want to say personally from from a kayak angler from west coast california just you know just who i am to you out there in texas man congratulations and like what a what an amazing accomplishment dude that's something that i just just to kind of i guess give you a kind of perspective from my point of view like that is something that 
I want to do in my lifetime. Like that's like my main goal in life as far as like kayak angling is to hoist that trophy. And you had an opportunity to do that. So just congratulations, bro. Like well-deserved. Uh, I, I followed, I, I, I saw your podcast after the events too on, on KBN and, and a couple other places, but like, and I followed you after this and I just, it's just so cool to just like, you know, see you kind of live it out. And now it's something that everyone I feel like in the kite community is, is aiming to do. Yeah. And man, it's just what, a, what an amazing accomplishment, bro. For real. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. So I remember seeing that picture. We can kind of talk about that. I, I remember seeing that picture of you and your son with that trophy, like so sick, dude. Like, cause I have a little boy too. He's three and I've won a couple club events, like local, like little events my trophy's yeah. like this big <laughs> but it's still a trophy and like he is he gets so stoked when i bring something home like that i can't even imagine like what your son was thinking as well uh yeah he he likes to run around and like i'll i'll be talking with people about fishing because i've always got some kind of fishing apparel on and people ask like oh yeah. you fish i'm like yeah kind of yeah. and uh he'll be like yeah my dad's bass master i'm like yes, that's a... he's my no, little cheerleader sick, bro yeah that's super sick bro and and that's 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 cool man that's something to definitely definitely not be don't feel like that bro like you won like <laughs> the biggest kayak tournament like arguably like in history like in that moment like that's sick and the first one ever yeah right and yeah i mean it it sank in that i won it and all but i mean i'm kind of i guess i'd like to say i stay humble about it no for um, sure yeah i just I, I try not to boast about it all the time. And I mean, I just, I just want to fish and get out yeah. there and have a good time. No, that, but, I uh, mean, that, that just goes to show like good things happen to good people. And you seem, you know, just everything that I've seen, I don't know you that personal, but I mean, definitely a class act and definitely a well representative of the sport. And I just feel like it's just, it's just super cool, man. I mean, like I said, it's just something that I want to do and you're the first person to ever do it. And I mean, it's just, it's just something that's, uh, it's going down the history books of kayak fishing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it is, bro. It is what it, it is, you know? <laughs> it's nice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I like yeah. hearing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of kind of going off of that now and um, coming back down. So can you kind of talk about um, the exposure and like, like kind of some things that maybe opened up for you after the event? Um, yeah, um, I, it, it definitely landed me a couple deals with new companies, stuff like that. Um, it's allowed me to take this year and actually pursue fishing full time to really, yeah, I'm, I'm not working this year. Wow. Um, That's yeah. sick. So luckily I've got a great wife, um, good family and we're able to make this happen this year and give it a run for its money and see where it goes. Hey so. man, that's that's super awesome, bro. That's that's really sick. I, I hey, enjoy it. One thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you won, I believe it was like twenty thousand. Was that 20, what it was? Uh -huh. Twenty thousand. Uh, was there anything that you've been wanting for a while and that you went out and bought? It yeah, I bought a bass boat. You bought a bass boat, really? I bought a bass boat. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I bought sick. a uh, two thousand one uh, Express X nineteen with a two hundred Yamaha Max on the back of it. Dude, no way. I That's did. like your new practice rig too? Um, no, I, I I'm probably not gonna use it in practice. I I yeah. bought the boat for the family. Oh, um, okay. that way my boy can come with me. My youngest is still a little too young. 
he'd probably yeah. fall off the boat instantly. <laughs> but the wife can come out easier now. Like we can just can go out together. And that was yeah. the whole point of the bass boat because lugging around three kayaks isn't all that fun. For sure, dude. I, I'm actually kind of I told my wife a few a few days ago, I was like, hey, because my kid is like casting. He's like wants to be in my garage. Like I have a similar kind of setup behind you. Like and he wants to be in there looking at all the baits. He loves it. And I'm like, hey, he's gonna want to come soon. So we're gonna need to get some, <laughs> we're gonna need to get a bass boat soon. So yeah, I, I feel you on that. It's definitely something that um, is a huge plus about a bass boat for sure, no doubt. <laughs> it is, and Spencer yeah. Spencer's been there um, from the very first tournament I ever entered. And I ended up winning. He was there when I got that check to the last one. So I mean, it's for him. Yeah, it's is that your boy wife. Spencer? Yeah, Spencer's my yeah. oldest, nice. and Gavin's the terror two-year-old nice so. <laughs> yeah yeah mine just turned three so we're kind of it was funny because like twos honestly he wasn't that bad but like he turned three like four weeks ago and like all of a sudden he's just like whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at midwayusa.com we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Spencer was that way. Twos were easy. Threes yeah. were, I was banging my head against the wall. And now we have Gavin, who uh, from day one has been a psychotic baby. So he's... <laughs> um this is yeah. my payback he's my payback child yeah yeah <laughs> so, we're thinking about our second right now because he just turned three and we've always said we wanted a four-year gap so the time is definitely here and there you go it's really nerve-wracking but definitely gonna have to bite the bullet pretty soon we'll see we'll see what happens but uh so anyways like what uh what were the opportunities that opened up after like what was it was it abu garcia yeah pure fishing yeah. um yeah, yeah. i joined with abu um ugly stick spider wire nice. um did not join berkeley due to my relationship with lloyd over excite baits yeah I, he's, he was one of my first sponsors and i'm gonna stay with him nice um so yeah pure fishing and then robo hawk came on board awesome um, yeah i saw that yeah yeah Nice, devil dog yeah. coffee company devil dog brew um mainly that's just to help support a veteran company with them um i like their coffee anyways so why yeah. not support them nice okay so you went you, you're the you're the Bassmaster kayak champion you're you're lined up ready to fish this whole entire season this year obviously like full time so kind of talk to us a little bit about like what's your plans for 2022 um what are, you, what are you fishing this year? I'm fishing everything I can. Uh, I'm fishing Hobie, and I'm fishing the Bass Nations, and then I'm fishing my local trails. Okay. So when you fish the Hobie event, are you going to use a PDL? 
Uh, yes, I have a big water 136. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Cool. And then, uh, so you're, are you fishing all the bass events as well? Uh, it looks like I'm going to be able to make about four of each this year. Um, my son plays travel baseball, so that takes up a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so what's your first event coming up right now? What's your, what's your Bat- season opener? Uh, it's going to be Lake Fork first weekend of February with bass. Nice. And so then, how far is Lake Fork from you? Like two uh, hours, three hours, an hour and a half, about an hour, oh, and okay. half, hour, 45 minutes, somewhere in there. If I'm driving at like four in the morning, I can usually do it in about an hour, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. That's, that's, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Cause, uh, Lake Fork's about 26 hours for me. <laughs> That, that's a bit of a drive. I'm going to be making a drive like that this year up to uh, Pennsylvania. So oh, okay. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, if you, if you give yourself a couple days, I mean, or three days or whatever, it's not, it's not horrible, but I mean, I don't mind driving. Honestly, I just kind of, I'm on the phone a lot or I'll just watch show, like podcasts or I'll watch YouTube or whatever, you know, just black out the whole way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have ADHD, so if I turn on a TV or something, it's <laughs> I'm not going to do much driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, so Lake Fork um, is your first season opener. So how how's uh how are you feeling about that one? Uh, the lake's down nine feet because they're repairing the dam. Yeah, I um, saw that. I like Lake Fork. I predominantly do better there in the summer. They have a had a healthy grass population. Um, so I got to punch grass a lot and I could produce decent stringers by doing that. And it's my go-to there, but now everything's out of the water. So I'm actually going to have to hone my skills and figure out where these fish are now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see how that one turns up because now with this whole AOI race that bass is doing too, it's just going to add more, more drama, more, Mm -hmm. you know, more excitement about the series, even though I know there's a lot of people kind of upset about the series and whatnot but i mean i don't know i don't that's a whole nother podcast that we can get into oh yeah i really it, wanted to but that's about a two-hour discussion at pretty much right now it just it is what it is the schedule's out that's what it is and if you want to if you want to fish and compete and hoist that trophy like mark did then you're just gonna have to do what they're do what they're doing <laughs> i mean for the most part <laughs> so i mean you yeah. gotta follow the rules and play their game yeah. You don't have to. There's there's tons of options out there. I like bass. Yeah. I like the name. Um, yeah. I'm going to fish it. It's a competitive national event, so I'll be yeah. there. Um, yeah. and I'll be at the Hobie event the following weekend on Toledo. So For sure. I mean, one thing about bass is like, you know, it's it's going to be a progression and I hope, I hope that they can, they like continue into their third year and fourth year. I feel like by the time they hit their third or fourth year, hopefully they'll they'll probably be like two day events and kind of just all dialed in, you know, and hopefully they look at the schedule a little bit better and don't, you know, cross conflict and stuff. But yeah. I mean, I, I think I think I think year four is gonna be a really, really solid year. That's that's just my that's just my opinion. I hope we have the attendance this year. There's a lot of people that are unhappy with the way things are playing out, that it took them long to get the schedule out. It took them long yeah. to let us know about the championship. Oh, for and, sure. That was just and, like insane. Yeah, I mean, same I thing last year too. Remember they, they like yeah. literally did it last year as well, and they they moved the date and everything. Yep, 
And I mean, I get it. And I would like to say that yeah. it's growing pains, but we're in the third year. So, I mean, they'll get yeah. it together, I hope. Well, this Maybe. is the second year, right? Second year. So we're going into the. Yeah. yeah second. No. Yeah, this is the. Yeah, the, second year. This is the second year because. Yeah, because last year's championship was for. The, that's right. That's right. That's right. I apologize. But wait. It's no? the third year. Yeah, this is going to be the third year. I thought it's so. the third year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so, the third year. We're going. We're, in, into we're going into the third year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. and I and I hope for a little bit more transparency. Okay, that, that means I mean better. I hope year four is better. <laughs> yeah, year four will hopefully yeah. be the year. Um, yeah. They finally are starting to get real feedback from some influential yeah. people in the sport. For sure. So hopefully they take that advice and decide to take it and run with it and make the changes they need to to keep it going. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's hopefully let's just have a positive mindset and just hopefully just people show up and they continue to do it because we don't have any we don't have any tournaments out here but we're we have a good Bass Nation you know series that um that Tim Arthur put together but so at least we have some sort of opportunity because I I just want to make it to the championship so yeah I've been thinking about maybe trying to fly out to one of them and and kind of go that route too because i did that i did that um two years ago for kbf okay i was able to fly out and meet a buddy out there and uh he actually drove my kayak from california to gunnersville oh wow <laughs> was that was nice of him. A, a great friend yeah but that's kind of the way that i i kind of wish that and if there's any uh kayak outfitter guys that are listening right now i kind of wish that some shops especially that are kind of local to some of these bigger bodies of water that have national events at them yeah, I wish there was like kind of like this like rental like kind of borrow option for kayak guys that travel. That'd be pretty sick. That would be um that would be more on the kayak companies probably to yeah. have that option for them. Yeah, I'm about to have to go grab a phone charger. My phone's dying. Oh, okay, no, but we can kind of wrap it up from here. I mean, we kind of hit everything that we wanted to hit. So, um, I mean, Mark, again, congratulations, man. I really appreciate you kind of being you know being on the show and uh, kind of. You froze. Am I frozen? No. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh oh, are we good? I got your voice back now. There you I go. I can I can hear you. Okay. All right. Well, let's just let's just wrap it up, man. <laughs> so, uh, is there anyone is there anyone that you want to thank? Oh man, there's a list of people. Uh, my <laughs> wife, my family, uh, Pure Fishing for bringing me on this year. Lloyd Walker, at Excite Baits, uh, Devil Dog Brew, um, Robohawk. Um, that's my newest sponsorship. That's going to be a great relationship right there. Um, yeah. Anglers Pro Tackle, my local shop. Um, D Bellum Brewing, um, my beer sponsor. So, I mean, yeah, nice. the list yeah. keeps growing. I think he froze again. Am I there? Uh, well, we just we just lost Mark. But anyways, uh, th- we're going to kind of wrap up the show. 
uh, we're having a little bit of technical problems. I'm going to try to have to get my Wi-Fi looked at because this is kind of the, the second time this has happened. But anyways, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, oh, Mark's back. Let's see. Yeah. Back? Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> okay. I was just kind of wrapping it up. So. Okay. Anyways, thank you, bro, for being on the show. Uh, keep your thumbs up this year, dude, and uh, best of luck. Hey, you too. I hope to see you again. All right. All right. Stay safe, bro. I'll thank see you. you soon. Later. All right, guys. Well, that does it for today's uh, episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Mark Pendergraf, uh, Kayak Fascination Champion of 2021. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, if you guys um, have any questions or anything or any show requests, uh, I'd love to hear it. You guys can message me at Bass Thumbs Fishing on Instagram. Anyways, guys, that pretty much wraps it up for the show. Looking forward to our next guest, which uh, kind of got a couple exciting guests coming up. Uh, again, appreciate you guys listening. And as always, keep your thumbs ripped. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.